Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Finish your deep fried banana and peanut butter sandwich. It's time for Must Have CTV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century from I Love Lucy to News Radio. And I'm your TV guy, Brett White. And I'm also a reporter producer for Decider.com. <laughs> and... Y'all, it's been four months since the last episode, and we are still <laughs> in quarantine! <laughs> but I've had one shot. I got some Pfizer in my fists. Well, not in my upper arm. They didn't inject it between my fingers. <laughs> That'd be wild. In my knuckles. Um, and we're, we're, almost, we're almost done. This week, I'm joined by two people that I think were with me at the very start of the uh, quarantine. <laughs> I'm losing my mind still. Uh... <laughs> Curtis Rutherford. Hello. And Courtney Rose Hallier. Hello. <laughs> Hello. How are y'all doing? All right. Uh, Good, yeah. yeah. Welcome <laughs> back. Um, <laughs> we're still in lockdown. Yes. <laughs> well, wh- what is different for y'all? April 2020, April 2021. Side by side. What are the, <laughs> the differences? I mean... Yeah, we also have that vax pulsing through our veins. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we got a little bit of superpower, but um, I guess the light at the end of the tunnel is closer. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, we're just... not urgently looking for toilet paper, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it isn't novel because it was. Yeah. There was a sick sense of fun in March. Mm-hmm. In a little bit of April 2020 yeah. of like, this is horrible, but like everyone's doing digital everything. There's all these yeah. reunions that everyone's doing. And I was recording podcast. I was releasing like three a week. I was just like, whatever. Yeah. And then <laughs> December happened. Then God. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, sorry listeners for being gone for four months. I did not intend for that to happen. It, I, truly doesn't feel like we're already in april of this this year (laughs) um but i have been busy working on a book that the that the listeners already know about so i've talked to ed asner since last we talked (laughs) yeah he does he did not know hayden rourke and he was like i wasn't on i dream of genie and i was like no no uh you Hayden was at the actor strike in 1980 that you, you that you led, <laughs> so I got some got some quotes there. It was really great. He uh, just gave me Gavin McLeod's phone number. 
without me asking for it, so that was fun. I still have not worked up the nerve to call. Um, and in the gap, I was also very busy with WandaVision coverage, which I feel like I should have done an episode of this podcast about that show, but dropped the ball on that. I mean, we kind of connected. I, like, yeah, yes. I, was, I think, I don't know if I was... There was something recently where I was like, I should do an, a this, but I was like, no, because we just talked. About, yeah, like we did. It may look like a walnut <laughs> on our episode. Yeah, yeah. And that is, I mean, honestly, that is uh, canonically WandaVision, like WandaVision's favorite episode, Wanda's favorite yeah, episode of television. Yeah. They specifically shouted out. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and they shouted out using not the... Uh, production yeah. order but actually the air date order which is how yeah. they were aired on the dvds and other sites were like well they flubbed this and i was like bitch no <laughs> <laughs> they went they found those dvds and they were like what actual number is on the dvd gotta love the detail um but yeah there was also i don't know how you felt but i like when we saw Wanda's DVD collection and many of her like childhood DVDs were things that came out when I was in high school or college, <laughs> I was like, I am so much older than this character, which I knew. But then I think because like, I don't know. Well, they also they did. They honestly did flub that because she was born in 1989 and they said that she lost her parents when she was 10. So that's 1999. Mm. Malcolm in the Middle started January 99. Yeah. So season one was not done yet when yeah. that bomb went off. And also people pointed out that uh, Bewitched did not hit DVDs until mid 2000s, like 2004. So the fact that she yeah, had it was that... probably on Nick at Night or something. Yeah. But, so yeah, she's technically a year younger than me. So yeah. I like I was like, wait a second. How is she getting these on DVD unless yeah. she's got them all bootleg. Yeah, so I mean, like, who knows what Sokovia has in the bootleg? <laughs> I remember when I first moved to New York, I was so excited because I found like Lost season two and Office season two on DVD, like weeks before they were supposed to be out, and I was like, ooh, they were legit. I don't, I don't know. Like someone's like, Shh, come yeah. right back in the van. <laughs> where, like, okay. where did I buy? Did I buy those off the street? I honestly can't remember where I bought I mean, those. Yeah, because there were those guys who would like be at like Union Square and stuff, and we yeah. had the like, table of just like, here's this. Ain't out for a while, yeah. but wild. Um, so do you have do, have you all developed any comfort shows in the past? Well, let's go like past four months, past you know past year, but like what what's the most recent comfort shows if you have any getting you through? I don't know if there's any binges comfort shows. We've binged a lot in there. Yeah. We had kind of the opposite. We were watching Babylon Berlin, which is fantastic. But we had, to, it's like Weimar Republic Germany, you know, like a uh, uh, detective cop show. Mm. Weimar Republic Germany. So it's all of that. But then, you know, it's like leading in, obviously, to the collapse of the Republic. Yeah. <laughs> and with the, with like all of the Trump stuff has, has, stuff happening yeah. i was like i can't watch a show about the decimation of a democracy yeah <laughs> right yeah now. and then also it started where it was very noir at first and like obviously yes there was like some like little bits of like gentle riking that there was going on <laughs> but then all of a sudden it like one of the main characters 
there was like this big reveal that he was Jewish and had like all of this you know, like, like in his house and oh oh yeah that's my menorah yeah like he has like that. menorahs and stuff and we were sitting there and we're like no uh, no <laughs> put the menorah away oh god yeah <laughs> do not play your dreidel on the stoop put this away it was yeah it was very much like one of those things where we were like i can't deal with this both in like life and <laughs> that's how i felt watching uh it's a sin on hbo max oh, when it yeah. finally came because it's about 1981 yeah. london gay nightlife mm -hmm. and they're like what is this aids isn't a thing <laughs> and, yeah and it's uh if that, you want a oh god a happy aids that's a bad statement but <laughs> if you want a better the film pride is one of my favorite films and it's also set in london in the 1980s and they're um fighting for gay rights but they're also wind up teaming up with um the welsh um miners because the miners are they're being kicked out you know maggie thatcher she's having her fun she's getting and, it, um, living her life so they ironing around they wind up supporting each other and like it's it's actually based on a true story of like how did that just recently they, come out no like, it came out i think in like 2014 2015. Okay, I, feel, I don't know if i've seen like a poster or something i don't know you know but yeah it's i a, take in pop culture it comes and goes and i don't know where i see yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> uh but this week oh lordy <laughs> we are going to be traveling to january 23rd 1989 rain man ruled the box office Two Hearts by Phil Collins topped the charts, proving that apparently any Phil Collins song can go to number one in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> and NBC aired the ALF episode, Suspicious Minds. Oof. Curtis and Courtney, you must have seen Suspicious Minds before today. So we were both like, when when you emailed like ALF, we were like, out of, out of the options, we were like, let's do ALF. We were both big ALF fans when we were kids <laughs> and have not rewatched, had not rewatched any ALF at all. And we we're like, yes, because we'd also, we, we'd watched some of like Dinosaurs, which we yes. both loved as kids and I watching. I think Dinosaurs holds up. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. I, it was let's like, go to like that. oh, this is a sitcom. Yeah. And it's sometimes a clunky sitcom and because, you know, they didn't have an audience to like bounce things up, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I think it's, overall yeah. it was fun. Yeah. Because it's a very much, it's just like the, you have the costume over like real things. So it's like, yeah, they're real people doing these real things. And it's like just the added aspect of like adding in the dinosaur, <laughs> like, little things which gives it like little punny aspects yeah. to it but yeah and a great like sitcom cast yeah. oh, right like, jessica walter is in like yeah. it's great yeah uh who's his boss i can't remember his boss was it sherman Helm helmsley yes yeah, sherman helmsley exactly yeah. where it's like every character it's like oh well yeah this guy's great this yeah. is gonna be this is hilarious i think i emailed y'all to see if you wanted to do uh, a punky brewster alf and i can't remember what yeah. the other one was <laughs> can't remember but it, the other one i it was something i have never seen punky brewster ever uh so that was like option two because i was like oh i've never seen that so that i think that would be like an interesting yeah it is weird because i know it's very like very like morally yes. like it's very like 
Um, but yeah, so oh, uh, perfect, perfect strangers, strangers. Oh, yeah, which perfect I strangers. loved. <laughs> I loved as a kid too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, both of us were like, oh yeah, like Alf. We were totally like, oh my god, I was totally into that and as a kid. And this is definitely a hundred percent like. We it should be kept in our memories. <laughs> like, choices have. were made. Yeah, like uh, yeah, yeah. Alf was. Um, a cultural touchstone for well no no it was actually a legit hit as we'll get to uh at the end of the episode um but it was like everywhere yeah even though the cast you know hated being on this show mm-hmm. yes <laughs> which i have to imagine when you're a second built to a puppet and also your entire like where you can stand and walk and move it's probably not filmed in front of a live audience because of no. puppet shenanigans it's just like this stupid stuffed animal is <laughs> dictating their paychecks i would be re- i would be resentful too yeah cuz apparently so paul fusco who like it was alf yeah. was so secretive about all of it that they would not allow audiences in because they didn't want to give away any of the alf secrets and yeah. also you weren't allowed to refer to it as a puppet it was <laughs> alf so it was like very much a thing of like you know this is Alf, and he's like a method actor. It's like, yeah, exactly. it's like Alf is in his trailer. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, um, okay, which um, has to make it worse. Even yeah. like, okay, you have these horrifically long shoots because you're dealing with all of this, and then dealing with a method actor on the best of days is terrible. But a method actor puppeteer, yeah. <laughs> no. oh, but you know, they got paid. I'm assuming. I hope. Yeah. I mean, maybe that SAG strike in 1980 really came through for them. This is 1989. <laughs> um, so this week on Must Have Seen TV, we're going to be talking about the ALF episode, Suspicious Minds. It is the 15th episode of season three, and it was written by Al Jean and Michael Rice and directed by Nick Havinga. Having- Here's how Prime Video describes the episode. ALF is convinced that a reclusive neighbor is actually Elvis Presley. Courtney uh, Curtis, how accurate is that description? Description. I actually yeah. maybe yes. Yeah. I guess That's that exactly. is accurate. There is nothing more to this episode. There's nothing no. really. There's nothing more to the episode. Is just that he is convinced that the new neighbor yeah. is Elvis on very like general <sighs> bait. Like there's not. It's yeah. very like thin. thin yeah. It goes back. That he, yeah. Well. So like. The episode starts with something that we got to talk about. Like he's sitting and he's reading a book that is called Elvis is alive. I'm really, really sure. And he's saying that like, you know, Elvis was in a crowd scene in Gandhi. And just to take a step back in the macro, this was such a, it was such a huge thing. Like, I mean, born in 84, grew up in the late eighties, early nineties. And Elvis was still ubiquitous, Mm -hmm. especially like, Elvis sightings, Elvis hunters, Elvis memorabilia, characters obsessed with Elvis to a point where I think that if you were born in 99, 2000, you have no, you don't, you cannot understand how ubiquitous this man who had already been dead for about 15 years was still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like National Enquirer, there would always be, you'd go to the grocery store, there would be like, several magazines, several tabloids that would have most the most recent like Elvis sightings. People would see him at gas stations. I mean, it was literally like aliens 
Bigfoot, Elvis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There it's such a, a lot. weird moment in time. And this episode just is that. Yeah. Um, I didn't understand the joke. So, like, he's there. He's reading it. All of the Tanners are like, that's not true. Yeah. Elvis is dead. And then he, like, he's been dead for... 14 years or however 12 and then he was like how do you explain him standing in line for pirates of the caribbean and that's and then it goes to the theme song so explain explain that joke to me (laughs) so i i don't know if i would classify that as joke um as much as trying to justify the hypothesis like it just seems like you're just handing another piece of fact information that you personally believe but yeah i wouldn't really say yeah i i think a problem that came up so we ended up watching when it started when we first were like oh we're gonna watch this episode courtney was like oh well let's watch the first episode of elf because just to catch up (laughs) We watched the first episode, which is bizarre. We watched the second, third, and then we watched the episode. We watched an episode before this one, and the problem in all of them, or there's several problems. <laughs> one of the problems is the directors. I think were generally not comedy directors, mm. and they will often like cut at the wrong spot, so they won't yes. cut after a joke. They'll they'll like be a weird. Uh, crossfade while Alf is telling a joke into the theme song or something, which doesn't make any sense. I noticed the pacing of it was <laughs> so slow and not even just the pacing of the editing, but like the pacing of, well, yeah, like we'll get to that in a second, but like it's, it's just, it is just, it's just bizarre. Yeah. And, and I, I've watched a bit of Alf, um, you know, holiday episodes, the Christmas episode, which I think is season two. Do you I mean do y'all know the lore of the off Christmas episode, which I should definitely no. like that um a make a wish girl wrote in to like I want to meet Alf and Paul Fusco like facilitated like a video, like a 1980s zoom of like <laughs> Alf saying hello to her. Um and then like he was so moved by it that he decided to like the Christmas episode was Alf accidentally gets donated as a toy to the children's wing of a hospital where he befriends well, hold up. He befriends the terminally ill girl, but also he gets trapped in the elevator with a pregnant woman and delivers her baby. <laughs> that also happens. Um, and then he befriends a terminally ill girl. Um, and they're like, is she going to make it? And the doctors are just like, I mean, no. How do you tell a girl she's not going to see another Christmas? No punches are pulled. It is just blunt as fuck. Um, the episode ends with Alf... Um, talking the like janitor of the hospital who's old friends with Willie. Uh, he, Alf like talks him off of a ledge because he wants to commit suicide by jumping off a bridge. So Alf like t- talks him down. And then I, th- I think the episode at the end like is dedicated to like name of the girl 1979 to 1987 or something like. And then it's done and it's an hour. It's two parts. <laughs> Oh no! It's a must-watch. Oh, it no. is it, but like that. It like when you think Elf, you think like goofy, fun, yeah. and it's just like Elf is a nightmare. Um, yeah, it was the opening credits. So by season three, the opening credits are the Tanners watching a clip show of Elf fucking up their lives, and they're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> it's like, it's very funny. And um, I was kind of, when well, you watch the episode and then I was researching about it, they were saying that like, um, in there were ties that they could have made to other like stories and, and plots that, that they just like left out. Like <laughs> the fact that he's reading this Book. like magazine or whatever. And they said, you know, in an earlier thing, in an earlier episode, uh, Kate, the mom, like to keep Alf entertained was buying him magazines from the supermarket. Oh, that, so like they thought, loved tabloids. Yeah. In a previous episode, he, he <laughs> loved tabloids and they could yeah. have brought that back. But instead no, of instead it's weird. A- cheaply yeah. made production book yeah. of where like we took a book and we taped a new cover How onto did it yeah. get that book who yeah, bought that no. for him and that's the thing is like she immediately was like where did you get that from and it's like well what legends of the week club yeah. like it's like a oh weird, yeah <laughs> it's like uh, like sure. yeah it, that could have been an easy tie-in of like we i feel like I feel like a bunch, a lot of the issues when we were watching it is it just seemed like they make things harder than they need to be. Yeah. Like it's just, it feels like there's a lot of things where you're like, oh, this is an easy thing. Like, but it just seems like a lot of. But let's not do that. Let's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But um, yeah. And, and you really don't get the episode started until um raquel comes over mrs oxman Oxman, whatever jerry seinfeld's mom yeah uh, (laughs) yeah, that's liz sheridan um but yeah it's like that's when the show like that should be the first opening thing is about like oh there's this neighbor that looks like elvis and i've read i've been reading like it's got to be him or something she comes over and she's like i tried out i made the sylvester stallone pot like so her delivery here is where i'm talking about the editing and pacing of this show is bonkers because Mm -hmm. she's like i tried that pot roast that el that um sylvester stallone had i'll tell you i punched that me and it never got tender or something yeah and then another like couple seconds between that and Rambo 3, he sure is missing. And then there is the laugh track is like a polite chuckle. Like they don't exactly they don't it feels even... like the laugh track halfway through sports night when Aaron yeah. Sorkin was like no more laugh track. It's like, why did you add a polite chuckle to your own joke? It's like go for it. Like give if you're doing a laugh track, tens every time. Be mm-hmm. that 70s show where every single yeah. joke is hilarious. And yeah. that is where it's like, she is funny. Liz Sheridan. I mean, honestly, so in one of the episodes, like episode three or four of Must Have Seen TV, we did the pen episode of Seinfeld where Jerry goes to Florida and he lives with her. And her her delivery of I hate her like poison (laughs) (laughs) when she's talking about just so like that just she's a she's brilliant. And yeah, I think this this is one of the episodes we watched um, to put your point like that. She's really good is. We were watching, Alf wanted to watch um, Psycho. And <laughs> they were going, the rest of the family had to go out for whatever reason. And um, they were like, you can't watch Psycho. You have to watch Brian. Like he 
he's going to bed early, just watch him and stay locked up in the room. But then they wind up inviting over um, Mrs. Akmanen. So she winds up coming over and she's like, okay. And she like has like her, all of her snacks and everything. And the minute they leave, she puts on psycho <laughs> and she's like watching and she's like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> and while this is going on, like the joke of the episode is like, she's getting scared because she keeps on hearing things because it's Alf trying oh. to sneak out to watch the movie but she's just so good like it's a good physical reaction and yeah it's just and it's also her reaction that's another thing is like her reactions are human like (laughs) i feel like a lot of times the way people which it i mean you there's sometimes they do have it but like the way people react to Alf and like, uh, it, it's <laughs> so, like, uh, it's like as if he, he was just like, uh, yeah, just like a new person that came in. It's like, it's an alien. And, and he, so like the last episode of Alf that we did, that I did years ago was when basically it comes down to, can the older daughter go to a good college or can Alf, basically like they have to spend so much money feeding Alf that they're like, well, you can go to a community college. Like that is the, <laughs> like the big resolution at the end of the episode is you can go oh to a community God. college for a couple years. And it's like, it's, <laughs> it's so, uh, she's so focused on Alf yeah. that any other comedic beats die on the vine. There's, like, yeah. They, right. And, um, Alf's delivery, like Paul Fusco's delivery of every line, he has no comedic delivery. Everything is given like this, and Willie, I'm going to tell the joke, and now it is that. And he just does it in this rat-a-tat manner, which doesn't work for any of the few jokes that they add in the episodes. He flubs, and nobody else gets jokes. And Yeah, it, it is like, I do think that like, editing and direct like if someone just re-edited this episode and just took out all of the weird awkward pauses like at least if alf was talking faster (laughs) so like raquel's like the this new man aaron king has rented a house he has a southern accent he's in his 50s and he sings in the shower and then she leaves and then that isn't so here's where i get confused about what in the world the episode wants us to think because alf uses all that to jump immediately to it's elvis which is kind of ridiculous but then he does make the good point of like Elvis's middle name was Aaron and he was the king of rock and roll so the fact that his name is Aaron King is also so like that is kind of like well I don't know if his name was not Aaron King if his name was Bob Jones and he did those three things I think that would be funnier (laughs) for Alf the episode does not decide does not ever decide whether or not (laughs) we've talked about this they I think that is Going back to the many lists of problems about Alf, but I think that is a <laughs> is a huge, huge issue with the show is they never decide things. So, yes, it was. Which again, we never find out if is this supposed to be Elvis, Elvis hiding out? Is this an impersonator? Is this someone who just loves? Because like, when he comes over. Yeah. At first, it is like, oh, Alf is pulling at straws. And then this man comes over with giant mutton chop sideburns. Yeah. 
saying like, uh, "Hey, thank you very much." Uh, blah, he blah, says blah, thank you very much. Little... He loves the sandwich. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, is that?" But uh, Alf dug know? out red corduroy slippers from his trap. Yeah. They keep giving you clues that Alf is losing his mind, and clues yeah. that Alf is totally right, and yeah. They both are just at complete odds yeah. comedically, yeah. and it's just... And it's the same thing with Alf in general. Of like, <laughs> they're either, everyone's freaking out and needs to hide him, or he's walking around the neighborhood with a camera to go break into someone's house... Like, it's like, what? Like, yeah, I don't like, understand. So, at like, the, the biggest example of this, I think, is when Elf makes a good point that, like, Elvis's middle name is Aaron and it's King. Mm-hmm. He's Aaron, the king of rock and roll. And Willie's like, no, that doesn't make sense. And then he decides to be like, Hank Aaron was a king of baseball. So, it's like, no, no, yeah. no, no, writers, no, what are you doing? Like, and then he's yeah. like, Aaron Burr wanted to be the king of it. And it's like. Yeah. You are muddying. Yeah. Your and then point. we came down to life is Nora. And there was like, yeah, and then it's like Elvis oh yeah, Press. Nor- yeah. Elvis lives Nora. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like is was an anagram of Elvis Presley or whatever. Yeah. Um which yeah, so the writers for this, like you mentioned, are Al Jean and Mike Rice, who were the showrunners of The Simpsons for three and four. They created the critic. <laughs> Mike was still the or Mike was still the showrunner for Simpsons and co-wrote the movie. Like some of the top comedic writers. Well, seasons three and four of The Simpsons are the bad seasons, right? That's, they're not as good as season twenty-eight, which is what <laughs> a lot of people. Think. Yeah, but that's like peak Simpsons. Exactly. Like these are two of what would become some of the like, and also top not long after this. Either this is January eighty-nine, and what season three of Simpsons is ninety-two. Yeah. Like, so I think they had like one more. I think they maybe wrote for it. It's the Gary Shandling show, which is incredible. <laughs> Again. Yeah. And then I think went to the Simpsons after that. I, I, I can see it, it is one of those things where I can, ugh, I can see parts of, I, it's like, I can see what this script is trying to do sometimes. Like naming a book Elvis is alive. I'm really, really sure is funny. Funny, but yeah. through the filter of Alf, it just <laughs> gets like lost, and it, it and doesn't make. There's no sense. <laughs> I, I wonder how much of like who was in charge in the writers' room with direction, all of that. Paul Fusco, it yeah. skews so much towards Paul Fusco. Yeah, I think Alf. that's what it is. I think it's because he was star. Um. <laughs> I don't want to say puppeteer because that would diminish. Yeah, well, Alf, yeah, but, um, artiste. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> inhabitor. Puppet inhabitor of Alf, um, a producer. Like he, like this is his baby. I think a lot of that had to do with like what we're allowed to write, how we have to write things, how we have to do it. Like, which sadly, yeah, Willie slips on a banana peel at one point in this yes. episode. And they're like, and he says, that's not that funny. Like, yeah. you put a random comedic trope in, you did it, said that's not that funny. Yeah. Oh, and, then, and it's because he was making the sandwiches as Elvis bait. Now, I do have to ask, when they say um, deep fried banana and peanut butter sandwich, I'm like, yeah, I want one of those. That sounds great. 
Right? Oh, Am I crazy? No, no, no. That doesn't sound great. That sounds great to me. No. See, he doesn't like bananas. I don't like peanut butter. So. Oh, God. I like both bananas and peanut butter and deep fried stuff. So. And with deep fried, is it like essentially like a grilled cheese? Like you're not deep frying this. You're essentially like buttering well, and then yeah. grilling. Yeah. And also stuff. like, I mean, as someone that, um, my at the beginning of quarantine, my husband uh, got out the panini press that had been in storage above the. I'm short, so I can't reach above the fridge. Uh, he got it out, and then I just started panini oh, pressing. So wait, you phrased that as if Sebastian is no longer your husband at the beginning of quarantine. <laughs> my husband, <laughs> yeah, things have been rough. Well, because I kept panini pressing literally everything. I, I, I have cooked everything on a panini press: French uh-huh. fries, uh, um, peanut butter and jellies. I've done. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, okay. So yeah, like I, but it's like what I've learned is like you have to panini the bread separately because that shit yeah. will melt and go everywhere. Yeah. So like you can't. So I don't know. I don't know how you deep fry it. Um, Alf got proof by calling uh, Aaron King at three a.m. and getting tape. And again, it sounds like Elvis. But then yes. to prove his point, he's like, also backwards. It sounds just like Elvis backwards. Like no, that's. Yeah, they're either like it's like it either needs to be that it is clearly Elvis and all of mm-hmm. Alf's proof is meticulous and no one will believe him, or mm-hmm. it is not Elvis and all of his proof right. is ridiculous and everyone's like that is, rid-. but it is both yeah. at the same time. <laughs> and also, I honestly I've been thinking about it since we watched it, but I, mean, I it's don't really understand. <laughs> I I don't understand the point of the at breakfast argument that he has with Willie and pushes Willie into the wall. Yeah. <laughs> is that, I don't like, I, I was like, what is this? Do, like there when, was when nothing... he steals his watch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the button of the thing. Yeah, At least I got like... his watch. <laughs> what? I was like, I don't understand what's happening. Like I, yeah, it's, it, you didn't... know, I think if the, sh- if Willie was the main character, mm-hmm. everything would make sense. Because if Willie's the main character, then there is this chaos agent in his house mm-hmm. who doesn't make any sense, is always contradicting, steals his watch for no reason, and then Willie is like trying to live his life. Right. Kind of like it, it, like he's like a gremlin on his shoulder. That yes. would make sense. But Alf is the main character, so Willie never gets to do anything except straight man sometimes barely i feel so yes. bad for him yes because i was just gonna say that at least then he could actually be the straight man because that's the thing is like he they'll have these moments where he's the straight man but then also they'll have these moments where they have him being like really quirky and real and you're like what is his is he is he for alf is he against it? like yeah. what are I think it's just like, yeah, there's nothing. It's about. He does have, though, he is so well cast as like the befuddled. He oh, has yeah. a sitcom delivery that I don't think I've seen in anything like yeah, before. Yeah, Max Wright is a genius. Like, he deserves it's, so much better. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. He's so just uh, Alf. I, 
you can't. Why are you doing this? It's, like, a, it's, it's this, a sincerity. Well, yeah. I it's think like, it's also it's because like, he ain't acting. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you you know that he like got in a full fight one time that they he, had to stop shooting yeah. with the puppet. <laughs> yes. He got in a huge fight. Well, with there's the that puppet. weird. St- like, there's like that what that interview excerpt where he's like, after we finished, we wrapped, and I just walked straight from the set into my car and never looked back or something. So <laughs> yeah, it, it reads. Like, it's at this yes. point when watching the episode that I realized I can't think of a premise with lower stakes. Than yes, this. and the few low stakes that they have, they completely pull the rug out from under it after we haven't even... So, Elvis, after, now um, Elvis comes over. Yes, whatever. God, this made me He goes over, he breaks into Elvis's house, well, Aaron King's house. But right before that, right before the act break, he's like, oh, I'm getting sleepy. I need to go lay down. And at that point, it's like, the rest of the episode's a dream. It's a dream. Yeah. We, it's we, all, she was like, <laughs> which I, I really, I, I hate that trope. Like, I hate I it. I hate that. And the, hate if it. you are sitcom, so usually what happens is the character does not say, I am sleepy. Mm-hmm. They just like hard cut and then they wake up and you realize that's what steve is like on uh, Family Matters. So yeah. if you are just sitcom literate, <laughs> then when he says that, you know, immediately, literally everything from this point on is a dream. And so therefore, yeah. what stakes they had? Just and even in this now dream world, which they haven't said it's a dream, but we know it's a dream. <laughs> no, yeah. But within this dream world with no stakes, they still don't make a choice as to whether this is Elvis. He could have gone over to the house and it could have been Elvis. Mm-hmm. And he could have been, I discovered Elvis. What are we going to do? And yes. then they could have snapped out. Instead, he goes over and the guy says, no, I'm not really Elvis. And Alpha's like, I think you're Elvis. While he's in a house filled with Elvis memorabilia. And he says he's from um, oh Tupelo. God, Tupelo, which is where Elvis is born. <laughs> which is like. He's a truck driver from Tupelo. It's what? like, what? <laughs> yeah, like, so a better episode is Elvis comes over, he eats the sandwiches, Alpha's like, fuck yeah. I got him. Um, mm-hmm. If you're trying to make Alf not a sociopath, you're like, oh, I can finally pay the Tanners back for all the food that they've paid for me by selling this to the tabloids. And mm-hmm. then he sells Elvis to the tabloids, goes over there because he wants to, like, just, like, be there when they when they get discovered. Um, and then he either has a change of heart and is like, oh, my God, I can't sell Elvis out. Because yeah, yeah. he's actually Elvis and pleads with him, or like you know, yes. or Which, what a great connection! Yes. Elvis living in hiding is like Alf, Alf living, living in hiding, and then they have Stop to like with connections. <laughs> they don't care. And then it's about. like then imagine the fun of after you know two and a half seasons of Alf having to be hidden. If now he has to h- figure out how to hide Elvis while himself hiding. Yes. Also. Which it, I thought was like the saddest part. So like we have this sad reveal of nothing with Elvis. Uh, oh, or I do whatever. want to point out that he, they do say they do say out. that he's that he's renting the house and he has fully redecorated yes. everything. And being from New York, I'm like, you're going to repaint all that shit. Anyway, yeah. continue. <laughs> Sorry, I know. I think about that too. I know. I said I'm saying to him, I was like. I should make sure we, we are going to stay in this apartment for another year because I don't want to put up things and then yes. <laughs> you don't want to you don't want to start about holes in the wall and he's like yeah. here's my Elvis everything anyway <laughs> so yeah Miss Monic yeah. comes over 
in a dream sequence to bring over the Sylvester Stallone, Stallone pot food. roast. Yeah. And that's it. But that is, I will say, that is one of the few, like, joke attributes they gave to somebody not Alf. Yes. Her nosiness and his later, like, you know, she's real nice, but she's always looking at me through binoculars. Or yeah. Like, oh, you look real different. Not, like, that's actually a joke mm-hmm. about someone who is an Alf, so, which is so rare in Alf <laughs> that it needs to be pointed out. See, seeing as how, yeah, like, um, Connections... When Aaron is like, "Are oh, you're that talking monkey I saw in Vegas," yeah. is that a reference to an Alf in Vegas episode? I ch- I thought about looking it up, and now I'm I like, know. knowing Alf, probably but, not. I don't know. <laughs> but then his immediate response after is, "Oh, so you must be Elvis because you've been to Vegas." Yes. <laughs> so then, by that transitive equation. I'm Elvis because I <laughs> have that also would have, been. That would have been funny. And then you have Alf being like putting into Elvis drag. He's yeah. trying to record songs. He's trying to sell himself to the tabloids. That would be hilarious. The fact that they did an Elvis impersonator episode and they did not put Alf in a Alf fucking in, rhinestone in jumpsuit. What are we doing here, people? It honestly know. does feel like this is the end of season three and they just are like, just fucking... You have 30 minutes. Just write an episode. Like it but ju- the season one episodes are no better. Yeah. Now, oh. It is the problem. It is Alpha is a sociopath, right? Yeah. And you can't center a narrative arc around someone who inherently has no inward facing qualities. <laughs> and he doesn't. He is just there to like badly deliver rat-a-tat one-liners. Yeah. There's in the... So like you said, we did go back because I... I Honestly, I remember loving Alf as a kid. And I clearly remember, like, I clearly remember all of the characters. Like, I could saw them and I knew, like, even the set and everything. But I couldn't remember anything about the plot. So I was like, I really want to go back. So we watched the first episode. And they do this thing where it's like, just immediately, they, like, have, like, one part where they, like, start to question, like, oh, this is weird, but then it's just like, he's normal, like, it's it's not a big thing, like, he speaks English, like, it's not anything, <laughs> and then they, at the end of that episode, they try to do, like, a little endearing thing, where it's like, he's talking to, he's trying to contact the rest of his fellow aliens. Oh, yeah, because his planet got blown up, right? Like, yeah. he's, like, he, he casually mentions that in this episode yes so like he's trying to contact them he's talking about how he misses them but how this family is so nice da, 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 da. i think that is the once and only time that there's like something so you're kind of like oh is there going to be like this where he has like a oh okay i learned something or earth to net like in Earth to Ned, how every single episode of Earth to Ned on Disney Plus, which everyone should watch because it's puppets done so, so good. It ends yeah. with him sending his report and he has to like lie about the fact that he's not trying to destroy Earth because he's fallen in love with it and likes doing his talk yeah. show. And he has daddy issues and is just trying to improve. And that immediately yeah. like endears you to him. And if Alf yeah. was being a raving sociopath, doing all of his crazy Alf stuff that the kids love. and then, But then at the end of the episode, he's like, I learned that. And I'm grateful that boom, we're done. I do think that we all loved this show as kids because it was a puppet on television. Like yeah, that is, and it was yeah. also it was a puppet 
not on Nickelodeon. Like it was a puppet on where you yeah. weren't supposed to see a puppet. And it's like, <gasps> there's yeah. a puppet on the adult and yeah, show. He's like, doing, he is doing like these silly, crazy things. I mean, like one thing is um, he, he was like, they're drinking beer. He's like throwing toilet paper around. He's uh, like all, like all these crazy things that you're like, Oh my God, I would be in so much trouble. Yeah. Like it's, it is very like, you could tell, I like I clearly could tell like oh this is why me as a child was like oh this is funny ha 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 yeah he's a scam but there's, but there's really nothing else to it it's like and it's very slow it's yeah this you episode was really slow it was very slow what I'm also realizing now is Alf is trying to be a Bugs Bunny Groucho Marx. Uh, yeah. Which only works if you're in control of the scene and everything, right? Bugs Bunny can like change matter. He can change everything. He's Groucho the smartest Marx. one in the room and Alf exactly. is a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, or just like Alf is not. I don't know how smart Alf is. Like, honestly, <laughs> I don't know. And that is a problem too, is I don't know. Yeah. In sitcoms, I'm just now, this is a point that sitcoms always make, is you actually do have to low-key understand Golden Girls. Mm -hmm. Dorothy is the smartest. Then Mm -hmm. Sophia Blanche Rose. Yeah. And that is where the jokes all fall in. Like... Yeah. Well, because everyone everyone has their status point yeah and elf is all over the map and uh um i the one joke that i don't know if it was a good joke it wasn't a good joke but i did i was when elvis is like can i pet you and then elf takes a beat it says only above the waist and i was like that's, that's i didn't expect that that's something yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. uh and then, yeah, and then Elvis tries, Aaron tries to prove that he's not Elvis by playing and singing horribly. And then Alf, and then Alf's excuse for why he can't sing well is because, oh, well, you've been dead for a while. And now we're like, oh, so Alf actually thinks that Elvis did die and has been resurrected, mm-hmm. which opens yeah. up a whole. So anyway, um, he wakes boy. I wrote boy child enters because I don't Benji. Is that his name? <laughs> Brian. Brian. I think the actor might be named Benji. Um, He enters, Alf wakes up, he was dreaming, then like, man, I don't know, the stinger at the end of it is just like, uh, Alf is still annoying the mom about it being Elvis, and then she's like, what would you want to, what would Elvis want you to do if he was really here? And he'd be like, uh, leave him alone. Then Raquel comes. Oh, well, she thinks it was Buddy Holly. And then that was, and I wrote in my notes, that was entertainment, people. Yeah. <laughs> and and I mean, he vanishes. Like, yeah. They're like, oh, he moved out in he the middle of the, of the night. night. No, which would I... make sense if it weren't a dream. If so, it had been not a dream and he went over and scared Elvis. Yeah, and scared him away. But instead, the reality of the situation is like, so he moves in with all this Elvis stuff. No, mm-hmm. we don't actually know if that's what his know. apartment looks like because we haven't yeah. seen it. So he right. moves in. He gets a strange call in the middle of the night. Then the next day he goes over, gets a fruit ba- basket <laughs> that had a bite taken out of it and a good sandwich that I think yep. that I would love to make right now <laughs> if I have bananas. Um, then he goes home and is like, I got a piece out overnight. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's his life. So, like, what is that? So it's like that. Even why that did they make bit, that? I'm like, 
oh, is he a criminal? Like now I'm like, is he a criminal? Yeah. Yeah. Why did they make it a dream? Yeah. They didn't have, they didn't have to do that. No. It's completely useless that it was a dream. Yeah. And it's, it's just confusing. I think they even forgot themselves that they made it a dream because yeah why would why, it, Raquel come over and be like oh he moved out because there's no reason for him to move out because he literally just well, moved I in. Do, I wonder if it was one of those things where like they wrote the script and then they were like shooting it, and then all of a sudden Paul Fusco's like wait a second yeah. it's in our it's in the bible of our it's in the show bible that no one but the tanners can know that elf, elf is re- like something like that and then they have to be like oh, let's just so make it a dream great. there is if you go to the elf wiki there is a list of who has and has not seen elf but they align they put down each character's alignment whether they are good neutral or evil so for instance the neighbor she has seen elf Right. And like their, I think, nephew yeah. or grandkid or something. Yeah, their nephew. Wait, Raquel has yeah. seen Alf? Yes. When? But I don't think she realizes oh. it's Alf. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. Um, and then there's like other characters, like there's a burglar who sees Alf. And, well, there's and a Halloween episode where because it's Halloween, he gets to go and party with the Tanners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, there's a list of who has seen Alf, and it's broken down to like, oh, well, the burglar saw him, but he is evil. What does that mean? That he I don't can't know. be trusted. Like what is? I am now really nervous that we've poked an elf hive. Elf <laughs> <laughs> apparently very popular in Germany. Oh so. my god. Um. Oh, but the other the other reason that maybe they put him made it a dream. So did you notice in the credits though the insane thing in the credits towards the end of the credits title comes up of <laughs> we acknowledge the cooperation of the estate of Elvis Presley. Elvis, in quotes, and Elvis Presley, in quotes, are registered trademarks of Elvis Presley Enterprises. And then end of the credits. So I so that also opens up a Pandora's box of like, can you not say the words Elvis on television without going? Absolutely can. Yeah. So like, what is that? It's not like the Super Bowl, which even that is like really shaky legal ground that people are just like, well, we don't want to fuck with the NFL. So we're not we're going to call it the big game instead of the Super Bowl. But you can still reference any. Yeah. Well, and also because like Elvis, if that is the case, then Full House must have just had like a budget for Elvis references because it's every episode. Oh no, what is Dave Coulier saying? Okay, hold on. Gotta... Uncle Jesse's ba- Uncle Jesse yeah. bases his entire persona on Elvis. Yeah. And like it's so like that this isn't in the credits of that. Like what is happening? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well then it makes I me wonder know. if like the Elvis estate was like make it a dream. How dare no. you? I don't know. We don't want Alf associated <laughs> we... with <laughs> JFK is, of course, the lawyer for that. We do not want our state. So, like, I mean, yeah. Um, Are y'all ready for some must-have facts about this episode? Absolutely. Yes. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> okay. Um, so how many people do you think watched this episode of Television in the millions? Uh, I'm going to say 14 million. What do you say? Uh, I say 8 million. Fucking 18.4 million motherfuckers watched this episode of television. Well, you know. 18.4 It was the number nine most watched show that week. 1% of America, probably, at the top, oh. like, watched this episode. Like, so the top five shows that week, Alf was nine, and then Who's the Boss is five, 60 Minutes is four, A Different World is three, Roseanne two, and Cosby Show one. So, like, we're in that part of the 80s where, like, the top two shows, we can't really... Uh, it's it's weird. Yeah. Roseanne, I still you can talk. I think you can. So she's just anyway. She's she's an yes. interesting person. Um, yeah. What a time for television. <laughs> I, I I mean, I remember I, seeing an interview with uh, Alan Alda when Seinfeld was ending and they were like, well, do you think the Seinfeld finale is going to get numbers that will make the finale of MASH no longer the most watched show? And he was like, no. It's impossible. Yeah. Like, there's just too many things now. Yeah. And That's now what it's it is. definitely yeah. the case. And yeah. I think that Alf does, it checks the, the boxes because it's like kids will, like, parents will watch <laughs> it because kids will shut up for 30 minutes, you know? Like, yeah. it's not, um, they're not doing it, that for Kate on. and Allie or whatever. Yeah. Um, so the NBC Monday night lineup, which Alf was part of, um, was Alf kicked off the night with the, they kicked off the night with this high octane episode of Elvis sleuthing. <sighs> Followed it up with an episode of the Hogan family, which is, uh, uh, was Rhoda, a uh, Valerie, Valerie Harper's show. Oh, and she okay. was like, hi, can I actually be paid? Like I'm the lead of a show and have also, <laughs> um, led my own, uh, led my own show. And also, yeah was on the Mary Tom Moore show for which I won Emmys and they were like, no, nah, we'll just kill you instead. And so then it became, <laughs> then it became Valerie's family and then it became the Hogan family. The absolute shade. I, I'm still mad about that. Um, uh, so then God, she's a woman. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't need any of that. <sighs> and then as always, 9 PM is the, the Monday night movie on NBC. And uh, this night it was part two of a mini series called brotherhood of the Rose. And um, so part one of Brotherhood of the Rose aired the night before after the Super Bowl. This episode aired the Monday after the Super Bowl in 1989. Wow. Yeah. Good stuff, right? <laughs> um, so here is the... Did y'all look up the guy who played the Elvis? Did you do no. it? No, actually, so I didn't. He was played by Pete Wilcox and he's Elvis. He's an Elvis impersonator. impersonator. Like literally yeah. every one of his credits is Elvis. He was a series regular or recurring on a short lived show in the early eighties. Um, where his name was like the King. And then I clicked on it and it's like, it's a show about, I don't know, like a diner or something, but it's like all the colorful characters that come in and he's like, mm -hmm. 
a crazy person thinks he's Elvis. Um, (laughs) So he's played Elvis impersonators on Cheers, Designing Women, Full House, ER, Charles in Charge, and he has he has starred. uh, He has appeared in three separate episodes that are titled "The King and I." (laughs) 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 You love it. Um, Which this episode. Uh, so I didn't realize every episode of Al for almost every episode yeah. is a song title. And this yeah. is the only one where it makes sense. And then they never kind of like connect it possibly due to rights issues. It's so why? I don't know. There's so, I, um, so on IMDb, 169 Alf heads uh, rated this episode 7.6 out of 10. Would you go higher, lower, or is that right on the money? 7.6. I'd have gone low. <laughs> I would go so far lower. I think I can't see the best episode of Alf has to be at best a five or a six. And this I would put it like a one or a two. It is just nonsense. Uh, yes, it is just it is badly written, directed, paced. All if we're it. going off of log line. Yes. Which is why I picked this episode. It, it, it meets the log line. Yeah. Well, and like the, <laughs> the, pre- <laughs> the premise is so like Elvis mania, Alf and, Alf and Elvis, like, but they have a juicy premise. They have this great banana and peanut butter deep fried sandwich. And they're like, no, I want an apple. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah, no, I would um, 4.8, like, no, like 3.6. I'm yeah. I'm not gonna say this is the worst episode that I've done on Must Have Seen TV because Blossom's uh gun in high school episode was not Ooh. a f- pleasant experience. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm gonna have to revisit that. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, it's 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 rough. Um who who had the must see performance in this episode? Who really I mean, I'm going to say Willie just because he always like he, he is so flustered. He comes into the shed so flustered and angry at Alf. I, I do think there is something kind of funny about just like a sitcom where one character is just like he's Willie Loman. Like he's yeah. about to drive into a mall full of people because he's been <laughs> driven to the edge by this this insane person. He's great. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't you love to see him playing the vulture in a Spider-Man movie from the 80s? Like, oh, yes. God. Anyway. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah, Courtney, who, who would you give? Uh, he has passed under uh, scandalous, scandalous circumstances. Because um, <laughs> it was recently, right? Like a year or two yeah, ago. Well, I, I, it's yeah, I don't. It's one of those. Hearsay, but like found dead in like a German porn like theater like a, or something. Yeah. Like I was gonna say, like I think it was like a sex club. Or yeah, something. it was something like like. But then it's like I don't know how true that is. Like the whole like Paul yeah. Lind like died after getting like taking poppers to get fucked. Like so now he just had a heart attack. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, people like putting salacious shit on deaths, and you know Max Wright, we love you. Um, yeah. I I also yeah. say best performance of the episode is max right by far like because lee sheridan 
also doesn't get anything good to do and what she yeah. does get she's not directed well or edited well so no. it just destroys her performance oh yeah it's <sighs> um yeah it's him or honestly the elvis impersonator <laughs> i mean he's he was really good i mean the elvis impersonator he he always plays it as if he's not elvis even when he's saying the Elvis catchphrases, he's like tossing them off. Yeah. yeah. And he never once breaks his reality, whereas Alf is just everything yeah. else is all over the map. Yeah, he you could clearly tell he made the decision like, no, I'm not Al- Elvis. I just happened to. Yeah. For once in my career. Like and I love him, but I am not him. But yeah. Oh, he has uh, this line of, oh, I wish I were Elvis. Which there's something there. This yeah. poor man wants to be, be Elvis. Elvis. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, what if he wanted to be Elvis? Alf goes over there. And he's like, "Well, I'm not Elvis, but I want to be Elvis." And Alf is like, "Well, I'll help you out. I'll sell you to the tabloids. Great." And but he st- cannot do a convincing Elvis impersonation for his life. Oh my God, a- Alf as the Colonel to this. Yes. Like, Elvis Imagine with Elvis. The, him with the hat on. <laughs> oh God. I'm just saying. We, There's so much. We could take the 30 minutes it took them to write this episode and write. We've come up with at least two or three yeah. better yeah. premises. Yeah. My assumption is this really feels like I don't know how much they were like in the writer's room for the whole season or if this was one of those. Hey, you know what? Here are a list of ideas. We have our standard writers. Uh, OK, let's just farm these out to a couple. People. We wrote an elf. Like, here's. Exactly. Well, let me see a uh, list of ALF episodes. How many episodes did they, LG? They, I think they wrote one episode for season two. Oh, they wrote a total of four episodes. Okay. Yeah. But, and so mm, I wonder if it was, because yeah, often with, you know, when there's 26 episodes, whatever, it's like you have your your standards and then you have a couple people who are like, yeah, essentially I don't think there was a tight writer's room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't talking to each other. I don't think there was other. a tight anything. I think it was... Alf and then everybody I will else. Say, the puppetry is fine. I think yeah. he's a good. It's also interesting though. So when they he originally pitched Alf, he was shot down because the the executive who watched it was like, no, whatever. You know, Jim Henson does it so much better. Which one <laughs> of the puppetry innovations that Jim Henson kind of like built into puppetry was the you can't express a face, so use body movement to replace it, right? Uh, Which is why every Muppet, you know exactly. You can picture how Kermit moves, yeah. how he like, yeah. falls, how Miss Piggy moves. They they express with their body yeah. because their eyes aren't moving, right? Ah! Yeah. Exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. You know all of that. Yeah. Alf moves his, like, ears and his nose, he, but he rarely moves his body. A lot of hands does, going like, boo, boo, boo. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, which God. is his left hand, because apparently Paul Fusco is left-handed, and so he would do the left hand, and another puppeteer, who she later did Sesame Street stuff, would just do the right hand. So I think that's why there's a lot of weird... Uh, but yeah, but so the puppetry is like, okay. I mean, I think the puppetry, like the best things about this show, Max, right? And then maybe the puppetry, which shows you what yeah. we're dealing with. Um, yeah. Must other people see this, this episode of television? I would say no. And I would say no episode of Alf. And that hurts me to say it's such a huge <laughs> so, fan yeah. of Alf growing up. I, I really will... think like 
keep it in your in your lockbox. Yeah, there are some. God, there are some holiday episodes. I don't have time to look this up. Jesus Christ! Uh, <laughs> but there are some. Like I feel like. Uh, I think I did like that Halloween episode where, well, because there was conflict. The Tanners didn't want to have a Halloween party, but Alf was like, this is my one night a year where I get to like be my fucking self. So he, I think, like forces them to have a Halloween party. Um, and then the boss comes over and Alf is doing his Alf stuff and they all love him and Willie is freaking out. That's a brilliant premise. They actually execute it. I think that episode is a good episode. And as I said, that Christmas two-parter is one of the most um, relentless <laughs> episodes of television that has ever aired. And I do think that if you want to have your mind absolutely blown, you got to sit down and watch a very Alf, Alf special Christmas or whatever. <laughs> but but otherwise, a- like a lot of episodes, they will go like whenever Raquel comes over, it's like, oh, it's the nosy neighbor. Like they refer to her. It's like as if they know she's the sitcom trope. <sighs> See, that's another cool thing that they could have done if they were like, if they, if Alf knew he was in a sitcom, sure, because he had like Melmacian vision or something, or because they yeah. had sitcoms, that's the only thing they could watch on Melmac, like, which yeah. would explain in the intro how they get all got all this footage of yes, Alf. Yes, how he knows how to use video cameras. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of just open ended stuff that you're like, how? It's like there's certain things where it's like he completely understands to an like to the extreme or he has no concept at all it's like there's there's really no in between there and yeah nothing is ever i i mean so like of all the elf episodes i feel like from the elf episodes i watched that this one was spectacularly underwhelming even compared to the other elf episodes agreed yeah because really nothing happens nothing is achieved nothing like there's and the things that do happen they undo yeah it's a dream and it like it already has low stakes they make it even lower and i think that even like the episode that we also did on must have seen tv early on which was i think it's called school something about school um alf gets like a paper route and he actually like the the living room gets filled up with papers and they're like what the fuck are you like there's (laughs) something is happening yeah Yeah. nothing happens Nothing happens in this one. So hopefully Alf heads, Alf hards, um, Alphanauts, you're, you, you, hopefully Alf hards, when you heard we were doing, uh, Suspicious Minds, you're like, oh God, oh no. It's like, if yeah. I said I was doing like a beer bad of Buffy or something, which is, uh, or Double Meat Palace, which are the notorious episodes of Buffy. Oh, wow. Well, hey, welcome back to Must Have Seen TV. Getting started with something that, uh, that something that I think could be used as a torture device if you just played this episode <laughs> on a loop. Um, I think this, like, college teachers that teach screenwriting could, like, play this episode and be like, fix it or tell me all the ways it is. Like, this is kind of yeah. textbook what not to do in. Yeah. Yeah. There's no B story. The cold open connects, does not connect. There's like a random in between the cold open and this other thing. They throw something. It's baffling how (laughs) it even has any form at all. And trying to make sense of it. Yeah. Yeah. All the decisions and none of the decisions. But you know what? Hey, 
Where can people find you on the internet if they want to specifically harangue you about Alf? Uh, on Instagram at C, like the ocean, S-E-A, Halyard, H-A-L-Y-A-R-D. And yeah, DM me. Uh, I post things, my food. And <laughs> uh, and I'm at CurtisRutherford.com, R-E-T-H-E-R-F-O-R-D.com. And I'm actually Curtis on pretty much everything else. <laughs> Woo! And that does it for this episode of Must Have Seen TV. Thanks again to my guests, Curtis Rutherford and Courtney Rose Halyard for dropping by and getting through that episode of ALF with me. Next time, I'll be discussing the Barney Miller episode, The Desk. The Desk is in Season 6, Episode 8, and y'all, you can stream it for free on Crackle if you do it right now, because Crackle changes what seasons are available every single month, which is the absolute worst way to stream television. Yes. Sony, get your act together. Or Chicken Soup for the Soul, who actually owns the majority of yeah weird until then i want to hear from all you follow must have seen tv on twitter and instagram at, at must have seen tv if you like what you've heard please rate and review the show in itunes we have like 48 five star reviews but five one star reviews which i i'm i chalk up to like maga QAnon assholes coming in and being like He's talking about how things relate to modern times. Or maybe they just hate me being gay. Who knows? That's what I'm... If you rate this podcast one star, you're homophobic. Um, so please go. Leave a review. That would be great. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at, at Brett White. Um, yeah, read the words that I write at Decider.com. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the podcast. Thanks to y'all for listening. Uh, we're back, hopefully, regularly. I'll see y'all next time on Bust Have CTV. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.